Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. Thanks for being here. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Pretty crazy couple of days. Um, for those of you who are new, Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So everything begins and ends on our trading desk, how to manage risk. It's the combination quantitative execution along with fundamental foundation. That's the information edge we create, and it's called quantum mental investing. Today, we're going to talk about three investing myths. I am going to bust three investing myths for you. Okay. These are things that you've heard repeatedly since you started investing. It's your great granddad handed down to your granddad, handed down to your dad. Now he's handing it down to you. Okay, so the world has changed dramatically, and yet we keep hearing these same things. So I'm going to bust three of these myths. Before I get to that, let's um, just address the portfolio for a minute, right? So I'm going to jump into a discussion about some cannabis stocks, some um, uh, a little gold update, and we'll round it out with a discussion about Gilead for a second. Just some quick thoughts for you. All right, don't forget, guys, ground rules. It's a live trading desk. Everything I share with you, all this information that I'm sharing, I use to manage my own assets and the assets of investors that I manage capital for through our interactive brokers relationship. You can subscribe to the Armor Report right down here, armorreport.com. Become an Armor Insider. You have the opportunity to talk to me one-on-one, get some coaching if you wish. Join our Slack chat room. So during the trading session, you can see what we're adding or subtracting from our portfolios. And of course, at the end of the day, we update portfolios for you along with where we added the position and what the stop losses are Um, and whether or not we're taking targets and raise stops, the whole thing. Okay. So you can subscribe right down here if you want. Of course, give me a thumbs up if you enjoy this conversation. It helps me out. Now let's get to it. Um, but one more caveat, right? Let's don't forget, I don't know you, so I couldn't possibly give you investing advice, right? I'm not telling you what stocks to buy. I'm just sharing with you what I do, my own portfolio, and for investors I run money for. All right. Um, let's start with cannabis real quick. Another announcement of another secondary offering. 
Okay, so these stocks continue to struggle to get any traction because today, or was it yesterday, we had another announcement that Organogram is raising another $49 million. Okay, so they just keep diluting and diluting and diluting shareholders. This is why on our trading desk, we focus on the companies that don't need cash. Can it be growth? Got to be the number one pick, right? Three point something billion dollars in cash. Let's don't quibble over the point. Okay. 3.8, 3.6. Who knows? It's more than $3 billion. They're not going to announce a secondary. Okay. Um, Afria. Listen to that conference call. Company's got a half a billion dollars of cash in the balance sheet. Smart management team. Doesn't look like they need to raise cash. And... I guess you have to throw Kronos in there, right? One point something billion dollars in cash that they got from Altria. Okay, everybody else, it's a crapshoot. I don't care if you think it's the greatest product ever. It doesn't matter right now. They keep raising cash and diluting shareholders, all right? So on our trading desk, what we're looking for, I'm going to just share this picture with you. Oops, we got a live look into a new stock we're buying. That's Sienna. All right, um... This is canopy growth. We're just in a very tight trading range here, okay? Very tight. And, you know, you can own it in here if you want. Really, what I'm looking for is a breakout above the 50-day moving average that clears this base in here. If we can get that, maybe we can get some interesting moves up to the 200-day and above. You know, but until then, it's just kind of flatlining, okay? But that, let me tell you something, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Okay, that stock drives the whole Canadian cannabis space. If you can't make money in cannabis in cannabis growth, you, you can't make money in any of these names. I don't care about Telray or any, any of these other names. It just doesn't matter. This is the biggest guy with the most amount of cash. He's got the war chest. That stock should lead the whole group. And of course, that's just my opinion. All right, let's just take a look at Telray. I know somebody was asking me that last time. Same type of chart pattern, just flatlining, tight in a base, could be a cup and handle, who knows, right? There's Kronos, you know, just flatlining. And Afria, after what I thought was a good earnings announcement, it didn't matter. The stock went down anyway. So above the 50-day, back down below it. It needs to stop here, and we need to see a breakout back above the 50 with the guys, you know, right along, three musketeers, really, right? Afria, Canopy, and Kronos. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, let's move on. Real quickly, I want to talk about Gilead for a second, okay? Those of you who follow us and know us, we've been long Gilead since the 27th of January at $63.85, okay? We booked profits in the 80s on part or all of our portfolio, and then we established options positions with a part or all of the profits, whatever you wish, so that we've cauterized our risk, okay? If the whole thing implodes, we either have a part or some or of our gains, or if you used all the gains, you break even on the trade. No harm, no foul, okay? If it continues to perform the way we think, and the stock keeps going higher, we have upside. 
that's how we're playing the situation. Now, I just wanted to remind you guys, you know, everybody's waiting for the announcement of um, trial data. So in case you're new to this investment theme, we've been having anecdotal information since January that remdesivir works to help people who have COVID-19. Um, started out with a gentleman in Washington, DC, uh, Washington State, totally recovered, 24, 48 hours, right? And then we had stories out of Wuhan. Okay. And then what we got was the diamond princess. Gee, about 14 people were given the drug, right? They all walked off the ship. I think, correct me if I'm wrong there. Pretty sure all of them. Um, then we heard, you know, 59 person trial that was in the Lancet review. Okay. Now we heard last week, 125 people, Chicago school of medicine or Chicago hospital, right? Um, that 125 is part of a 400 person study that's been locked now. That's terminology in the biotechnology world that the trial's over, information's locked, they're going through that information and then they'll release the results, preliminary, preliminary results, right? They, have, they had 2,400 patients enrolled, severe patients, 1,200 mild cases, 2,400 severe cases were enrolled. Um, and of that 2,400, 400 is complete and they're going through the data. We're all waiting for that day where they're going to announce the rest of the data. Um, I submit to you that day is going to be the 30th of April. You heard it here first. The reason for that is that they announce earnings on the 30th. So it's just logical that they'll announce their earnings and on that conference call, reveal this piece of information to everybody. Just a guess. I don't know anything. It's just logic. Okay. We'll see if it happens. In the meantime, the company announced that they increased their enrollment from 2,400 people to 6,000 severe cases, right? What do you think is inside that little black box of 400 people? Okay, let's move on. Gold, gold update. Um, typically at the end of the month, into options expiration, you get some pressure and weakness on the metal. Today was a very interesting day because the metal just skyrocketed. I still expect there to be weakness in the next couple of days. Options expire. They start 27th, which is Monday of next week. And I guess they kind of roll, it kind of rolls Monday to Monday, right through the 30th. Okay. But there should be pressure somewhere between now and the 27th. If there isn't, that's very bullish. This is just um, statistically speaking, you usually get some weakness in gold at the end of the month. You don't have to probably three out of 12 months. You don't. Right? This could be one of those months where it just runs right into that, which leads to a real, you know, a real move higher in these assets. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Also, don't forget, or maybe you didn't know this, May 1st is a Friday and May 4th is a Monday. Those are both bank holidays in Europe. There will be no London fixing. Okay? Last time we had that action, gold exploded higher. Okay, some say that the fixing is used to suppress the price and keep it from running away. So when there is no fixing, sometimes you get uh, some serious action on the upside. We'll see. These are just anecdotal thoughts for you. Um, stock to look at real quick. Again, I'm not telling you what stocks to buy, just sharing some information. Kirkland Lake, one of our favorites. 
We own the stock down in here. If you could see where my arrow is, okay? So um, full disclosure, we already own the stock and we own it lower, okay? Become an Armor Insider and you would be a participant at that price. So here's the stock breaking out above the 200-day moving average. You can add to that stock right here, in my opinion, right? We added to it for some accounts today as it broke above the 200-day moving average. It's behind the rest of the group. It's behind the group because it made an acquisition back here. Okay? That's the gap down on an acquisition that Wall Street apparently didn't like. We like it here at the Armour Report. We think it's a good acquisition. And we think the market will warm up to that. Okay? So anyway, here's our entry price. Here's the breakout above the 200-day moving average, catching up, hopefully, to the rest of the group. They made an announcement today that was very bullish for the company as they are continuing to explore. Okay? They, they discovered a huge, I guess, new vein or whatever you want to call it, of high-grade ore. Just go look it up. Just check out Kirkland Lake. Go to the investor's part of their website, look at news releases from today, and you can read that story for yourself. Um, just to give you some perspective, here's Kirkland, okay? And then here's the institutional favorite. That's Newmont Mining, right? So Newmont is way, it's actually four standard deviations above the 200-day moving average, breaking out of a high tight pennant, by the way, okay? That's what, that's what this is right here. This is a high tight pennant and it just gapped out of the high tight pennant. Okay, bullish action. And so this stock is just now getting above the 200 day. Okay, just wanted to share that with you. Okay, um, let's get into the three myths. The three myths that as a new investor, people love to tell you. Okay, here they are. PEs and valuations matter when you're making investments. Pyramid your stocks. Buy some, and then as it starts to make money, buy more and more and more. And here's my personal favorite. Ready? Average down. You start losing money, don't cut your loss. Just put more money into a loser. Okay? These are the three myths that drive me crazy. And I just wanted to rant a little bit this afternoon. Thank you for letting me do this. Let's take the first one. Okay. If you look at the Armour website, armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com, you can go to um, the Armour Investing Rules of the Road. And on that list, you're going to find, don't talk to me about P-E. Talk to me about I-P. Right? I don't care about price-to-earnings ratios. I care about intellectual property. Companies that have a moat around their business because their IP is so strong, nobody can compete. Think Amazon. Think Microsoft. Right? Now, think of those names, but find new disruptive growth companies that have that kind of a moat around their business. PE, I could care less about. And yet, it seems to be the first thing they teach finance classes in university. I don't get it. The world has changed dramatically over the last hundred years. I mean, we first started trading stocks underneath the cherry tree. Okay. We're not there anymore, guys. We're in a world 
of ever-fluctuating liquidity. Liquidity drives stock prices. Now, if you want to say to me, valuations matter because liquidity is flat and never changes, I'll say, okay, let's have a conversation about P.E. ratios. If liquidity is the same, then all of a sudden valuation matters. But see, here's the problem. We live in a world of central bank intervention, particularly in the last 10 years. So what's happened in the last decade is that markets go up and down based on injections of liquidity and reductions of liquidity. And let's be honest, it did that probably 10 years before that. Probably go back the last 20 years. So in a world where liquidity is the same and you want to talk about the valuations of an airline company or a car company, okay. I mean, I'm going to fall asleep. You're going to bore me to death. I don't care about those companies. I want disruptive growth. I want IP. But if you want to argue, oh, this one's cheap. It's a home builder and it's trading at six times earnings. Okay. That's not how you make a lot of money and build wealth over a long period of time. People completely missed Amazon, completely missed Microsoft, completely missed Google. Should I go on? Because all of those companies had either zero or negative earnings when the stocks should have been bought. And then the earnings come on and explode. And liquidity is what drives it. This is why PE doesn't, it's pointless. A valuation that made sense when there was a trillion dollars of liquidity, theoretically, you could double that valuation when there's $2 trillion of liquidity, $3 trillion of liquidity. You see what I'm saying? It's pointless. Stocks go up because of perception of growth. Okay? I know I'm rough, ruffling some feathers. Some people are listening to this and they can't stand what I'm saying. I know because you've been told this over and over again how important valuation and PEs are. What drives the market, particularly right now as I'm sitting here talking to you, is that the Fed's opened the checkbook and is buying everything in sight in an unlimited amount. And that Washington is, Washington, D.C. keeps adding trillions and trillions of dollars of stimulus. Interest rates are zero or negative around the world. So money that would normally be in bonds or in some other asset is pouring into equities because there's nowhere else to go. And you want to tell me that the price to earnings ratio of X is too high versus what? When was the last time you saw this much liquidity? Do you see what I'm saying? Are you guys picking up what I'm laying down? Don't worry about that when you're starting to build your portfolio. Okay, one of my best investments over the decades was Illumina, I-L-M-N, paid $3.50 for it. They were losing money at the time. So the P.E. is infinity negative, right? I mean, they're losing money, the price to earnings. There is no earnings. Over the next decade, the stock went from $3.50 to $375 a share because they dominated the new, this was disruptive growth at the time, Genetics business. We had just mapped the human genome as a populace. 
And this company had the product that could read that genome and help drug companies target drugs. And they own the technology. Talk about a moat. There's nobody else around. That's how you build wealth. Okay? Enough said. Let's move on. Pyramiding is for the Egyptians. Okay? This is a myth. Let, let, me, let, me explain, let me explain it better than just say it's a myth. Does it work in wild bull markets? Sure. Sure. You, a bull market is going through the roof. You buy, you buy more at higher prices, and you keep adding to your position at higher prices, and the thing's going to the moon, and you can make a fortune. Great. But this is the Armour Report, Algorithmic Risk Management Research, Risk Management. Okay, you are not managing your risk when you keep buying at higher and higher prices. So it will work in a runaway bull market and it will crush you in any other kind of market. So it's not the type of approach that we like. It's not the armor way. And this is the key here. I'm going to share with you a secret of investing. If you're buying right, if you have the right setup, and what we like to do, the Armour Report on this trading desk, is we like to find stocks that are, that are exhibiting strength in their price, and we like to buy weakness in the midst of that strength. So example, stock comes down to its, stocks has a nice uptrend, comes down to its 200-day moving average, 50-day moving average, sets up a trigger, whichever trigger you want to use, candlesticks, indicators, MACD, whatever, the object is to put your biggest position size on as close to the stop as possible. That's the key. So when it explodes higher, while everybody else is chasing, you're feeding it out. You're buying weakness and selling strength. This is how institutions run money. Okay, now... If you're an institution and you've got 2 million shares of XYZ stock to buy, you're going to have to buy it over a month. So that guy is going to be pyramiding up. He doesn't have any other choice. He can't put all that money to work at once. But you can, and I can. So we get the right setup. We get the right trigger. We put all of the capital that we want in that position to work at that moment because we're closest to the stop, so our risk is the smallest. That's the key to managing risk. Okay? And let's just round it out with a discussion about averaging down. Never, never, never average down. Unless, of course, you're a billionaire, right? This drives me crazy. I mean, Warren Buffett's brilliant. I'm not going to knock the man or anything. But when you've got a billion dollars, you can buy Delta at the wrong price, have it drop 50% and buy more of it. You can buy Occidental preferred and as it collapses, do another deal. That's his prerogative. He's great at it. Good for him. What does that do for me and you? We, we, we can't afford to see our assets collapse like that and just add more to it. Averaging down is 
an ego-driven decision. You're refusing to admit that you've made a mistake. Just cut it. You cut your losses quick and you ride your successes as long as you can. That's how you build wealth over time. Not riding your losses down and then averaging down and then averaging down and hoping it pops up enough for you to get out of the mess you're in. And here's why, really, it usually doesn't work, right? It's because when you average down, average down, it starts to go up. Now you're break even. Do you get out? No. No. Now it's started. Now it's starting. You'll do that all the way to zero on the stock. It's, an, it's a human emotion. You've got to find a way around those emotions. And those are my thoughts for you today, guys. Go forth and prosper. Okay? Thanks for listening to that rant. Those are three myths that drive me crazy. Um, let's get to some questions before we wrap it up tonight. I see you guys have been writing. All right. So short. Uh, so tempting. Politics for dummies. Tempting to short Aurora when it splits. It's, aren't they, they're going to, they're going to, um, yeah, they're going to increase the price, right? A reverse split on Aurora. Can't argue with you on that one. Um, but I'll, I won't be doing that, but let's see what else we have here. Trading stocks under the old cherry tree. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's see. Okay, here's a question. Precious metals is not in your ETF algo computing pool. Why? Um, I assume you're meeting the, 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 I think you're meeting the top seven magnificent seven indexes. I think that's what you mean. So when it comes to the risk monitor, I just use those seven indexes to drive equity market risk. Precious metals are a completely different animal. You got you to look at them completely separate. We're in this unique time in precious metals where we have a supply collapse because of COVID, mines are shut down, mints are closed, nobody can get the metal, and we have a demand explosion because of COVID, but also because, you know, it's a layered reason for, you know, it's, it's COVID and fear, but at the same time, last year, gold was put on um, banks' balance sheets as a tier one asset, the first time, I think, ever. I think ever. I could be wrong about that. But um, so now you're in the position where banks and central banks actually need and governments, they need the price of gold to go up to help balance the books in this financial crisis. So for a decade, if you were investing in gold, you were fighting central banks who were trying to keep the price of gold down to keep it a secret that everybody was ruining fiat currency prices, right? Let's keep it a secret. Keep the price of gold down. No one sees inflation. Everything's fine. Okay. Now this crisis happens and the gold price of gold has to go up to help balance the books, but it's a completely separate animal and I wouldn't add it. I have algorithms that I use to buy and sell that are designed for gold and for GDX and, and stocks in that group, but I wouldn't add it because it's, it's completely separate. Um, Have I talked about WLL is a question. WLL. Uh, I have not talked about that. I can take a quick look for you. Um, you're talking about whiting petroleum. Okay. I'm not buying um, any petroleum stocks right now. And if I do buy a petroleum stock, 
it's probably going to be Chevron and Exxon because the big guys are going to make it through this. They're going to pick off cheap assets, okay? And they're paying dividends that I think are legitimate and pretty fat right now. So that's kind of the direction I'm going. I'm not looking at not at this stage. You know, there might be a time to own those stocks in the future, but not for me, not from a risk management standpoint. What does average down mean? Okay, it means that you buy a stock at 20 and it goes to 10 and you buy more of it so that your average cost is 15, right? And then if it goes back to 15, you break even. So this is a theory people like to follow. Instead of just cutting their losses, they ride their losses down, then they put more money into the asset, hoping it pops up and their average price Closer to, their average, closer to their average price. Um, all right. Yeah, Nick, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, when you say averaging down, if you have a good stock and it, and it goes back to the 200-day, is that what you're asking me? I, I mean, um, if I'm not stopped out of my original position, Maybe I only put a half a position on and it comes down to the 200 day and I double it. I might do that, but that's because I'm still in an initial position. But if I paid a lot higher for it, I'm not going to ride it all the way down to the 200 day. I hope that answers that question. Um, Green ghost averaging down has led me to the biggest losses. I know. And yet everybody tells a new investor to do it. It just drives me nuts. Okay. Um, a lot of calls on Gilead today. Brandon, do you mean like literally call options? People were buying calls today? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it had a huge announcement. The stock gapped up big. And you have, you know, the inevitable um, um, Wall Street uh, brokerage firm downgrade the asset, which I always think is hysterical because they um, – they, uh, they haven't liked the asset from the 60s. Now it's in the 80s, and they're going to downgrade it tell you it's no, no good. I mean, whatever. Interesting, a lot of call options, if that's what that means. Um, what do you think about Oxy and Exxon right now? Well, I hope I answered that question. I like Exxon. I'm not sure I like Occidental. That's right. Politics for dummies. Thank you. That's right. I, you didn't, if you were following the armor report way back when, when I got started, I was, I loved cannabis stocks and we got out of all of them in May of last year. I think it was May of last year. This, the world is moving so fast uh, and just took our loss and stepped aside instead of averaging down, averaging down. No, no. Step aside and reassess. That's what stop losses are for. Maybe your thinking's wrong and it gives you some time to think about it. Uh, Wiggy, I don't have any thoughts on the Grizzle call on, on, on Visa. I don't know that call. I'll have to look into it for you. Yeah, Bar Barrick is running away. Barrick Gold, you know, Newmont is clearly the institutional leader, Brandon. Barrick's right behind it, you know. Um, <laughs> tell you the stock to buy for tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. Become an Armor Insider. I do a video every morning. It's so a morning meeting notes, and I talk about what stocks on my trading desk I'm looking to put in a portfolio. Could you make an education video about different chart patterns? Great idea, and I'll do that next. Okay? I'll do that next. Do you think there will be another dip in the market causing? I, I don't know. It's very hard to make a decision there. 
I, I'm trying to focus on groups that are outperforming the market and don't suffer too much, too much when the market goes down, right? And so, so far, what's working for us, the Armour Report, clearly are precious metals. They're skyrocketing. And that's over half of our net, our net worth is invested in those stocks. But um, disruptive growth stocks, they had an awful day yesterday and a great bounce again today. I mean, you know, it looks like those stocks continue to, to, to push higher, even though they have a bad day here or there, you know. Um, not sure. I'm not sure. If, if tariffs were placed on oil outside U.S., where would you look for profits? If there's tariff, tariffs placed on oil. Um, so far, I've avoided the entire oil mess, I'll be honest with you. And so I'm not very eager to, to jump into that nightmare. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to see how the stocks react to the news. You know, the, the reaction to the news is more important than the news. So let's see what happens. And if a bottom sets up, if we get to see a bottom somewhere, you know, after this ass kicking, which is, you know, a technical term <laughs> um, in this group, it's going to take a while for these things to base. And so I probably don't touch these stocks for three to six months. I don't try to catch falling knives. And the only ones that I've tried to catch are cannabis. And that's not working either. Okay? So I'm focusing on stocks that are working now and making us money. Okay? 5G plays, you know, the new economy plays where you know, these stocks work even after COVID's over because people discover these products are, are necessary and people like to use them. Those are the type of stocks we're buying and they continue to go up. So I'll put, I'll put, I just actually today, I'll tell you, Armor Insiders know this, but I'll tell you, I added Chevron and Exxon to my whiteboard. They're not at the top of the whiteboard, but I'm starting to watch them. I want to watch the chart patterns to see if something forms. So there's a bottom in here and I could pick up Chevron and Exxon with better than a 5% dividend yield. That could be worth it. Um, okay, I don't have a lot of, of insight into cryptocurrencies. Banks are using gold as a, as a reserve currency. And, and so I don't, I don't know what that does for cryptocurrency. I'm not an expert there. Oh, Brandon, yes, uh, buying calls. Well, I'll be honest with you, Brandon. I was part of that. <laughs> so, um, look, I, I, I just, you know what I think on, on Gilead. I'm not going to go on there. Um, INSG, INSG. It's on our whiteboard, INSG. We had an Armor Insider bring that up recently. Um, and it just ran away. So, I haven't done anything yet, there yet, but I do like that name. That name has to be on the whiteboard, no doubt. But it's run away. And so I can't, in fact, it's more than four standard deviations, or it's about four standard deviations above its 50-day move, uh, above its 200-day moving average right now. And I just can't pay up for a stock like that. Um, Okay, you're asking me, you're new, you're new to the market, you want to know about options. I, I can do that one day. I can put together a, an options, you know, video for you. But I'm going to give you the best piece of advice when it comes to options. If you're new to the market, don't trade options. 
you're going to get fleeced. That's my best piece of advice so far all day. The guys who make money in options are savvy. They've been doing it for a while and they know how to price it. You know, 90% or 95% of all options expire worthless. That ought to tell you something. So I don't usually get involved in options. The reason I'm using Gilead options is really a risk management tool. I bought the stock in the 60s, sold it in the 80s, had a big profit, took some of that profit, bought the options. So now if the news is bad on Gilead, don't come complaining to me. I don't care. I'm going to lose my option premium and still walk away from the table with money. That's why I'm using the options. I don't really like to speculate on the options too much. All right. Um, I don't have any thoughts on Tesla. And I think we're going to wrap up here, guys. What time is it? It's 5 o'clock. We're going to wrap up. Uh, would you mind if I ask? Uh, oh, um, okay. Good question. An Armor Insider. If you look down here in the bottom of um, um, the description of this video, you're going to see a link to the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. That website, which I created and run, is designed to work with individuals, which I call insiders. You become an armor insider, and I'm going to share the information with you off of my trading desk on stocks that I'm buying selling, when I buy them, what the stops are. And over time, you're going to learn the armor way, which is to buy weakness in the midst of strength on solid companies and manage your risk. So the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. And I like to call my armor subscribers, armor insiders, because they're getting the information that I'm sharing with them. Um, <laughs> maybe options on gold. Yeah, maybe, man. Maybe, brother. <laughs> All right, guys, that was a great night. Thanks for uh, taking your time out to share it with me because it really helps reiterate for me all of these thoughts. You know, every day I got to work at it too. I got to work at keeping the right attitude and executing correctly. And you being here helps me do that. So I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys again on Saturday at 1130 for the Week in Review. Have a good night, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 